0: To enter the glory zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Once again, this is 2020. And this will be a miraculous year This will be a year of signs and wonders Yes, yes, we are in the valley right now Because of a virus, the coronavirus And the virus of racism But Daddy God, Yuhay hay. Lord God, Yashua Mashiach, Christ Jesus Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit They, the Father and the Son, they sit on the throne, and the Holy Spirit is with us here on earth. No, God is not responsible for the coronavirus and what's happening to the people. No, that's Satan. No, God is not. He does not accept racism. God is our God is a good God. He is a just God and he hates racism. He hates sickness and disease. It was never in his original plan that man should die. No, we have a good God. Daddy God, you have Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit. They are a Good God And our God is going to show up And show out on our behalf But I want you to know The end of August I The Holy Spirit Has talked to me about this Three separate times And I must tell everybody Get ready There's something major That's going to happen At the end of August But what I saw Just a flash In the spirit realm Was like an arc Like the arc of Noah. And those people who enter the ark, the ark of Christ Jesus, the ark of Christ Jesus accepting Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior those people will not have to worry. And there will be a wealth transfer. Yes, there's going to be a wealth transfer just like in the time of Egypt where the people of God was in Goshen, The plagues did not Hit Gosha, that there was a wealth transfer to the people from Egypt to the people of Gosha. That it's going to be something similar to that. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We have a good God, a loving God. And if you cry out to Christ Jesus, I don't care who you are or where you are. God, Christ Jesus, loves you and He died for every single person on planet earth. He died for everyone. He took the sins of everybody on planet earth. He took them all on the cross so that you could have eternal life with Him and the Father. So, I have been talking about how to divorce-proof your marriage, and I have spent uh, some time talking about supernatural sex and how that is very important to um, having to a divorce-proof marriage and how we must be coupled. Um, let me do a quick—I um, call it the micro spiral. It's a methodology. That God downloaded to me But basically I'm going to do a quick spiral A recap And then we're going to Delve a little bit deeper Into some things I'm Trying to equip Everyone who listens To this broadcast On how to divorce Prove your marriage Divorce is awful And if And if as long as God keep, Wants to use me I want to save Every marriage Every marriage on planet Earth, no one should get a divorce unless it is no other way, like if you're you're being abused or you're someone's trying to kill you or something like that, then you know maybe you need to definitely separate. But if it's not something on that level, God can turn it around. If you will heed his word, he has given us gifts to Make sure that not only that we have our marriage divorce-proofed, but that we have super natural, beautiful, awesome lives. And so let's do a quick recap. Here we go. We have an enemy. That's where most marriages, they don't realize that we have a spiritual enemy. His name is Satan, and he hates mankind with a passion. Why? Because we are the image of God. God loves us, and he he wants to hurt God, so he can't, touch God, but he can reach his children. So there's, It's a lot going on, dynamics going on with Satan and his hatred of mankind. The other thing is, is that God, Satan hates marriages even more than he hates mankind. Because when you have a man and a woman with Christ Jesus in the center of their marriage, that is the explicit image of God. And They are equipped to turn this planet into a Garden of Eden. (laughs) They can actually bring heaven on earth. There are two areas that Satan strategically attacks with a vengeance and that is sex and what? Sex and money. Right? So, He's going to attack the marriage in those two arenas. And we need to learn how to divorce our marriage in those areas. God has created supernatural sex because we are going to need supernatural sex. It's a healing balm of Gilead. It, it, It penetrates areas where words can never repair. Supernatural sex can repair the breaches that occur in marriage. But supernatural sex... There is a criterion In order to have supernatural sex You must couple in the spirit man, first And that means you need to be equally yoked You need to be in alignment Spiritually with one another Born again If you're born again You both have the same spiritual DNA Of God himself And you're sealed with the Holy Spirit Our spirits are fused With the spirit of Christ Jesus And we're sealed With the Holy Spirit So, the spiritual coupling for believers should be very easy. Next is the coupling of the souls. This, first of all, needs to be a cleansing of our souls. Our minds need to be purged and cleansed with the Word of God. Basically, our minds need to become the minds of Christ. We need to protect our mind because our mind is Continuously bombarded By Satan And God is also trying to reach our mind With the word of God So we have two spiritual domains That are in competition Of our mind And guess what Satan comes disguised as an angel of light So you have to be able to discern the spirits You got to know Just because it's good Doesn't mean it's God Uh, That's why God did not want us to eat from the tree of good and evil because then there is some confusion because things that start off good may not end up good and things that you think are not good may be the very thing you need to do in order to have the blessed life. Okay? So, you need to have your minds cleansed and purged. You need to have your will come in alignment, merge and fuse together and become one with the Father's will and with the Son, Christ Jesus' will and with the will of the Lord God, Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. And then we have the emotional realm. Emotions are not bad. They are the rocket fuel. They are the fuse on the dynamite of faith. Emotions need to be. They put the color in our lives, but they can never be used to to make decisions. You should never make decisions out of the emotional realm, and that's the area where we are attacked tremendously in the emotional realm. Okay, so next is what the next thing is after the emotional realm, then. We have what we call um, the coupling in the soul realm and once those areas are cleaned up then you can couple in the soul realm. Then we come into coupling in the physical realm and that also has to be addressed. Also, there are things that have happened to people's bodies when they were children, when they were young kids, when they were young teenagers, even when they were adults. Things may have happened to people's bodies. So, you must... Communicate with your spouse on how they can minister to your body right now once. And you can. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will be by your side to help you. In all of these arenas, you are not alone trying to get your soul cleaned up, trying to get your body in alignment and communicate clearly to your spouse about what you like and what you don't like. The Holy Spirit is your guide. The Holy Spirit is your teacher and he knows all things. He knows your spouse intimately and he knows you intimately and he knows what your spouse likes and he knows what you like. Like The Holy Spirit is the ultimate helper. And if you have him as your guide, then you're going to be able to have supernatural sex. And it is explosive. It is awesome. It is great. And God wants every person who is married to have supernatural sex. Okay, so I'm going to now Switch a little bit, I'll, I'll have to come back to that There's more to that area But that was the recap of the last, basically, broadcast And now I want to delve a little bit into the environment The environment, the nurturing type of environment That you need in your home in order to have supernatural sex to have a divorce proof marriage words ok this planet was created to be word activated that's right in the beginning when God created the atoms he created the atoms male Adam atom and female Adam, in his image and he gave them Guess what? Unconditional authority to govern this earth. This is why Satan was, went, did what he did because we were given unconditional authority over planet earth. And it was to be done through voice activation. We were literally to just speak and it would happen. Uh, we did not. We were not supposed to toil and work with like our hands. We were to be like God and say, "Light be," and there was light. Right. So that is how the the world was originally. Earth was set up. When Satan saw that we were given dominion over this planet, to govern this planet, to have authority, to multiply, to be fruitful, to replenish the earth, to to basically bring heaven on earth, to basically make the entire planet like the Garden of Eden. Um Satan wanted that. And so he went through the back door. He went through the female adam the the sad thing about the story is is that male adam was actually right there while satan the in this in the body of a serpent because satan is a spirit so he cannot he has to have a body in order to Interface on this earth Even God had to have a body That's why he had to have The corporation of Mary The virgin Mary To to have the Holy Spirit Implant his seed The word of God Christ Jesus in her womb He has to have Jesus the God had to come in in a body Because this world This planet is dictated by you must be have a body in order to have authority and operate on planet earth now of course God the Father has all power and all authority and yes he would have snapped his finger planet earth could be gone and we could start all over but That's not what God wanted to do. He wanted to operate on His Word, and He did not want to change His Word. So He did the unconceivable thing of giving up His deity. I mean, He didn't. What I what I mean by giving up His deity, I don't mean that He is not God anymore, but He refused to use His power as God. He He operated as a man full of the holy spirit which is god and he followed whatever he only did what he what he saw in the spirit realm what his father did and he only said what he heard his father say and he had the holy spirit guiding him so god the word of god which is jesus jesus is the name of of the word of God. In, in heaven his name is the word of God. On earth his name is Jesus. Right? So the word of God came to redeem, to restore to give back his beloved mankind. Right? And there had to be a sacrifice. Because God the Father is a holy God. He's holy, holy, holy. And therefore he cannot tolerate sin of any kind. And guess what? We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every last one of us. You know, I was listening to T.D. Jakes the other day and he said, uh, he gave a a really interesting perspective on the scenario where the blind man, where Jesus um, Healed the blind man, but in this case, he first took him out of that city where the, he, where all the wickedness and you know, it was not a holy situation. He took him out of that. That was his first touch. His second touch was when he um, put spittle, his spit, in the mud and made clay and put put it on his eyes. Nah, I think that's what it was. And then he rinsed his eyes and he. He um, rinsed his eyes and then he looked and he said, I see men, but they are like trees. Well, he had to have a, a, a third touch, or they said the second touch in some cases, but it was really the third touch. And what, he's, what the interesting thing that T.D. Jakes um, said was, is that in the first stage, he was blind like the world. Right? He was in the world And he was blind like the world And Jesus touched him By taking his hand And taking him out of the blind world So he was blind But he was following The leading of Christ Jesus Or following the leading of the Holy Spirit And letting him take him out of darkness and then Jesus touched his eyes The first time And guess what He Jesus could have miraculously Healed them the first what way But he didn't Why? Because Jesus is always trying to teach us something And what he wanted us to do That man to, to be honest And the man was honest He said No I'm not totally there And what the point that um, Pastor Bishop T.D. Jakes was saying was Is that we all Um have a blur stage As a matter of fact The majority of our life Is the blur stage Where we Can We have an area Where we Can see clearly But there are other areas In our lives That we Are blurred And so How dare we Um tell someone else they're going to hell or then then they're not going to make because they can't see clearly like you can in some area but you're blind or blurred in another area. You're not you're just one step from being blind. And then of course the final touch because the man was willing to be authentic the man was willing to be honest the man was willing to say I have not arrived I'm not there. God gave him the The third touch would make him totally whole. And I thought that that was a powerful, powerful teaching that you can take into your marriage. You know, we come into our marriages and we are wounded. We have problems. We are not perfect. We have been dating our representative, right? And... We get in the marriage and we discover, oh, you're not as perfect as I thought you were, and no, you're you're not doing all the things you promised me, and you know, and then you have the the cares of this world, the cares on the job, or the cares of the children, or the cares of our finances, or the cares of our health. Something is going on. The, we're getting bombarded, and yet we still have to stay together as one. So. This is where we are. Our vision are blurred, and where we have to have mercy. Now there, there's a two other major important ingredients that you need to walk in and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to walk in, and that is not being offended and walking in forgiveness. Over thirty years ago, God told me. I could not be offended Well of course I got offended But what was God was saying was I could not hold on to offense And as I grew in knowledge And understood how God operates Because I I started my journey with God uh, Where's your power And what offense is Basically the enemy makes sure That you get offended so that you Can hold a grudge Which is a door for Satan to come in And ravage you So basically offense is Another backdoor attack From Satan To get into your life and wreck it So you can't be offended That means you've got to just think the best of people and just move on right the long and short of everything is you cannot walk in offense it's not an option if you want to be a powerful Christian if you want to be a spirit filled Christian that God can use because the very person that has offended you may be the person that God wants you to reach And usually that's why the enemy uses that individual because he doesn't want you to do what God wants for that individual. So you have to, you have to be pure of heart. And you have to let it go. Because God, and also God always sometimes has a special gift inside the very person that has offended you. And then we have forgiveness you we must walk in forgiveness you know i was wounded and hurt um a while back by um a person in leadership and i was just just floored but i got down on my face and i went into worship and i forgave that individual and the minute i did that The Lord, Holy Spirit, God, the Father, and Christ Jesus. It was like liquid honey, was was warm honey, was all over my body. God's love just came all over me. And I had to go through some more stages of cleansing, but... It was a major breakthrough area for me. I've had other situations where God has taught me how to love my enemies. You have to do these things in order to be used by God. I think of Joseph and how Joseph had to forgive his brothers because he understood now that God what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good because Joseph needed to be positioned in Egypt so that not only did he save the the is the Jewish people, Israel, Jacob his father his whose later name t- changed to Israel and his and his brothers, which was were the lineage of Judah where Jesus came out of right? He understood that they didn't mean it for good but God did and, and he not only saved the Jewish nation he saved all the nations the surrounding nations with with the strategy that he gave to Joseph during the seven years of plenty we need to in our marriage we have to not be offended and we have to walk in forgiveness and we've got to continuously protect our home and recognize the words that we speak have to be the words of God we cannot speak what we see we need to speak what we want Right? And we must bathe our spouse in love. We must bathe our spouse in love. The agape love of Christ Jesus. The agape love of hey Vahe the of Daddy God the Father, the Agape love of Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. We must walk in forgiveness. We must not be offended. Now we're going to get a little bit into quantum physics. As you know, I, or you may not know, my I'm a scientist. And guess what? There's no division between science and the Word of God. Science is catching up with the Word of God. Right? So, basically, when you talk about um, quantum physics... This is where you get into the subatomic particles and basically how everything and I mean everything on planet Earth in the universe our bodies we are we have a frequency and the words you speak there's a there's a word in a scripture in the word of God says There's the power of life and death is in the tongue. The power of life and death is in the tongue. I have beautiful plants. I talk to my plants. I nurture my plants. I love my plants. My kids are jealous of my plants. Right? And the long and short of everything is, is that the plants... Have a welcoming environment Well your marriage is the same way If you berate Your you know One of the things that was In the marriage that I did not realize Because when you're dating Your husband Your future husband is always praising you And telling him how much he loves you And how he wants to be with you and, But I did not realize That my former husband had a critical spirit I mean, severe critical spirit, and I and I've got my own issues too, so I don't want to belabor that. But the long and short of it is, you cannot have a critical spirit and have a divorce-proof marriage. And you can, and you you send vibrations into the household that will either make have your marriage flourish or vibra- vibrations. That will have your marriage perish So that's why it is critical That you don't speak the word As far as divorce Or I hate you Or all these words That come out of the emotional realm That come out of the emotional realm But guess what You can't take them back Now yes you can go into the atmosphere And yes you can cancel them But it's going to take some work to take them back. So when you, if you're married or getting newly married, be very careful with your words. Never have a conversation with your spouse when you are emotionally charged. Calm down. Relax. Go take a walk. Go walk. Go to the lake. Then come back and talk it over with your spouse. Do not do not let words from the emotional realm, unless they are positive, such as "I love you," "You're the best thing that ever happened to me," I, you know, those kind of words. But you don't need all the negative words because negative words come straight from the pit of hell, and they're like I said, they're too spiritual. Realms that are trying to get a hold of your emotion and your mind. And that is what? That is Satan, the darkness, the kingdom of darkness and God. God, the father, you God, the son, Christ Jesus, Yahshua, Mashiach, the Messiah and the Lord God, Holy Spirit. So in quantum physics, everything has a frequency and your body has a frequency your wife's body your husband's body it has a frequency and most And like I said, women are auditory In the sense of We love words We love being praised And like I said in my I think it was my very first broadcast i never forget Warren's uncle How he cut through All the women with a plate Of juicy, sweet Cold watermelon And gave it to his wife That he had been married to for decades And treated her like she was a new bride and that was the last kind act I saw that man do he died that night literally and God really ministered to me about that and so your husband needs to be number one if your husband's in a room of men it should be clear that you only got eyes for him this is an area where I screwed up when I was not married yet to my husband. And he had taken me to the Bahamas on a trip to the Bahamas. And I was naive. You know, I, we weren't married, we weren't even engaged. But somebody else asked me to dance. That was foolish. I loved Warren. Why was I dancing with a total stranger? That's the kind of stupid thing you do when you're young. Now, I look back on it now and I say, foolish, 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 Edith. But you can learn from my foolishness and make sure that your husband knows And especially around other people Let your husband know He is numero uno He's number one And all the same thing goes For the the, the husband You need to let When you walk in a room With a bunch of women And your your wife's in that room Every woman in the room Should know that your wife is it She is your She is your bride She is your queen You love her above all other women Another issue that we need to deal with, and then I'm going to have to close it. I've got so much to share, but we on in the marriage, God commands the husband and wife to cleave to one another. He commands the husband to leave. To leave his family and cleave to his wife. And a lot of marriages are not divorce proof. Because they never. The husband never left the family. He didn't cleave to the wife. The wife didn't really cleave to the husband. Because you are to honor your parents. Yes. You are to honor your mother and father. But your mother and father can never trump or be over your spouse your husband can never be put below your mother and father your wife should never be put below your mother your mother and father that your husband and wife you are the number one and this is also true for the children there's a lot of marriages end up in divorce after the nest is empty. Why? Because all the energy went into the children and not into the marriage. The best thing that you can do for your marriage is to what? Is to love your wife. Is to love your husband. And that love will spill over and splash all over your children. And you'll have healthy wonderful children that will also have healthy wonderful marriages. Well I've got to stop now, but let me close this out with Romans 10, 9. If you profess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Christ Jesus died, buried, and rose from the dead and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM WAVE. 94